All right, everyone, we are rolling into another episode of Return. So glad to have you here with us. Today, we are going to be talking about some of the signs of the times that Jesus gives us uh, before he returns. And we're going to take a look at Matthew 24 and some of the parallel passages with that. So jump in with us. Well, we are happy to have you guys here. And like we just mentioned, we are going to be discussing some of the signs of the times that uh, Jesus gives to us about how we can know and how we can be prepared for the time that he is going to be returning. Um, A lot of people are familiar with certain signs of the times. And I think if you just mention that phrase, uh, a lot of people can probably off the top of their head give like two or three. But the thing is, is there's actually like 20 something clear signs, uh, trends, events, things that are going to take place that is really important for us to know and, and be familiar with because, well, there's many reasons, but one I would say is It gives you a lot of clarity and certainty when you see things that were prophesied years ago, like thousands of years ago, actually come to pass. And you can know uh, for certain that some of these things are going to happen. And so we want to talk about a couple of those today. Um, But maybe give us one of your reasons of why is it important for us to be familiar with the signs of the times. You mentioned that most Christians in general they can tell you a couple of signs but i found that um i mean in my case too in the past and also when i encounter a lot of believers that actually care about the end times we don't know about the signs of the times it's like uh the blood moons yeah yeah the blood moons and the blood moons and there's like i read this book and what about the red moon is red or blood or what is it like what joel said and it's like there's no Bible verses, and it's all ex- speculation. Um, so we actually, in general, don't know. But these signs of the times that we're talking about are not the interpretation of what we feel it is. Or oh, I got I was I came from a prophetic table, and they talk about what they discern. This is not about discerning. These are signs that are clear, even for unbelievers. Yeah, that's the point. God pours out his spirit, Joel 2, 28 to 32. And he gives us signs on the earth and in the sky, in the cosmic realm, for us to announce something that is hard to be received. But when there's an undeniable sign and it was prophesied beforehand, even believers can believe. And that's the point of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, according to verse 32 of Joel 2 that there's salvation at the end of the day. The signs, the prophetic spirit, even the dreams and the cosmic situations that confirm those prophecies or those signs are for people to receive salvation because they believe that God exists. So these signs are very important because there's no way to interpret it. It's like, for example, Israel becoming a nation. That... Like that is either true and, you know, real, like you can see it and touch it or it's not. Yeah. It's not like, well, 
there's a group of people back in Palestine that they kind of start gathering and they're all Jews. No, Israel as a nation, it was a dramatic thing that happened. Jerusalem becoming the capital of Israel, dramatic thing that happened. And it has all of these things uh, involved. So as we know that some of these signs have been fulfilled and they were so evident, the rest of them will be as evident as, yeah. as these past ones. So yeah. I, I think that's why it's very important because it's not an interpretation that we're giving to people. It's just signs that are plain. Yeah, which I'll mention something on what you just said is obviously for the last 2000 years, specifically on the point of Israel being in the land, mm -hmm. Israel wasn't in the land. And so for believers over the last 2000 years, uh, it was always kind of that question, well, like, is this just a spiritual thing yeah. or like ethereal, you know, the church is now Israel, you know, some of those yeah. things start to creep in. But the reality is, is what Jesus tells us is going to happen literally will happen. And so even yeah. if there's some things that we're not seeing in the natural right now, like, um, I, I don't know if we'll get to this in this episode, but like, for example, we know from a few verses in scripture that there has to be a rebuilt temple in Jerusalem with actual Old Testament sacrifices taking place. Well, we currently aren't seeing that happen in 2019. We know actually that there's plans for a third temple to come. And that's not the church giving sacrifices to Jesus in yeah. worship services. Because there's just too many literal things yeah. uh, even related to those uh, that unfold in Daniel and Thessalonians, all that stuff. We're not going to get into that right now. But all that to say, we know that that's going to be a specific event that takes place. And yet we don't have the structure for that to be able to happen right now. But we know because of all these other signs that have already begun to take place that we can be certain that those events will happen. Yeah. And so um, kind of like to what you were saying is these signs of the times build our faith and, yeah. and build even just confidence in us that what Jesus prophesied years ago, what he even told us to watch for, to, to being, you know, like we talked about in previous episodes, watch and pray, be watchful of the things that are happening in the earth and that line up with scripture because it'll actually give us confidence to know that God is in control, Things are on the right trajectory and on the right, you know, course, even though it might look chaotic and it might look crazy in the nations. He has already planned some of these things so, and it's going to take place. So what are the categories that we can expect in the Bible yeah. in general? Yeah. So there are three main uh, ways that we can break down some of the signs of the times. And, and mm. I found this really helpful and... I can give them to you really quick. First of all, we see that there's sign events. And so a sign event is something like it's it's a specific event talked about in scripture that alerts us to the timing of Jesus' return. So for example, uh, one of them is the rebirth of the state of Israel. We know that Israel had to be uh, in the land as a nation mm -hmm. when Jesus returns. Uh, and therefore, that's an event that took place in 1948 that is very clear. And a lot of people talk about how, I will mention this really quickly, that in Matthew 24, starting at verse 
32, Jesus gives us a parable of a fig tree. Mm. And he says, you know, the 20 or 30 verses before he starts talking about the fig tree, he says, okay, here's all of these signs. And I want you to learn this lesson from the fig tree. When you see these signs begin to take place, know that all of these things are going to happen within one generation and and know that the time is near. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people be, can speculate that Israel becoming a nation in 1948 could have been a big trigger as far as yeah. things happening within one generation. And a generation can be 40 years to 100 years. I mean, Israel's already been in the land for 70 years. And that's not to say that we're putting any specific timing indicators on things, but we just have to be aware, okay, that's a big sign event that already took place and um, it want we want to be aware of things that are happening. Yeah. So sign events. Mm-hmm. Events are uh, clear and when because they're so clear they actually build our faith because they're really easy to recognize they're dramatic and they're things that we can say is going to happen ahead of time i'll give you another one really quick uh it talks about how the antichrist is going to walk into the temple this is how we know that there has to be a third temple or at least one of the verses says in Thessalonians that the Antichrist is going to walk into the temple and he's going to um, set up something called the abomination of desolation. And he's going to demand worship that he himself is God. So because we see that that's going to be an event that takes place, that's something that we as a church can declare boldly, even all the way now, is going to happen one day. And then Mm -hmm. when it happens, it's a very clear trigger and marker for us okay that guy just went into the temple and the sacrifices proclaimed himself as god and is now demanding to be worshipped and then puts the abomination of desolation that's matthew yeah. 24 15 that jesus says would you see the abomination of desolation which is uh, i think it's daniel eleven thirty three, be put in place then know that blah 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 and flee from jerusalem and so it's, it's a real thing. It's going to be national. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a global reality that the nations can't deny. Yeah. So that's number one. Yeah. So sign events, clear events that are just obvious. So the second way that we can break down some of these signs are sign trends. Now, we see both positive and negative trends that um, signal that we're getting close to Jesus' return. And some examples of these are the gospel being preached to yeah. all the nations. Matthew 24, 14, it says the gospel of the kingdom will be preached into all the world and then the end will come. Well, sign trends, unlike events, sign trends are things that happen gradually over a period of time. And so obviously, you know, the gospel of the kingdom has been preached the last 2000 years. But for the first time in history, we are at the point where the gospel is actually about to reach every nation, tribe, language, and tongue. Or, yeah. And, um, like, missions organizations right now are saying, the last I heard, missions organizations were saying, by the year 2020, next year, you guys. We were there together, and that's what they were saying. The head of all these uh, missions organizations, they are for sure mathematically proven that's gonna be that year yeah 2020 i'm pretty sure it was every 
every um, tongue, right? Every language group would have a witness in their language. And as far as I know, is the gospel of Luke translated into their language. And then on top of that, we had statistics that out of 14,000 unreached tribal groups or people groups with 500 people in them or more, we're down to 267 currently. And actually that was as of the beginning of the summer. So we're even a few months in. But that doesn't mean that in, we're not saying in year 2020, the Lord's coming back. Yes. Oh my gosh, no. Just disclosure there. But what I am saying is that's a massive sign of the time because this is the first time in human history where this is even coming close to being finished, yeah. to being possible. The gospel of the kingdom being preached yeah. in all the world. And the Bible is really clear that when that happens, the end will then come after yeah. that. So, but that's a, a trend. That's something that we can trace over a long period of time. Um, to give you some other examples, another one would be, I mean, this would be a negative one, uh, the great falling away. Uh, talk, Thessalonians again talks about how a, the great falling away and the lawless one, the Antichrist, have to come before Jesus returns. Which unfortunately we're seeing it right now. Yes, I, I mean, absolutely. Just this past week, we've had uh, two, uh, I guess in the last two weeks, we've had two major leaders in the body of Christ announce publicly that they are no longer believers. Um, I mean, one person literally said, I'm falling away from the faith. So it's a massive sign of the times. Um, But again, a trend is something that happens over time, it's not as clearly as defined as, say, an event would be. Um, and it's maybe not as dramatic. And yet there's a bunch of trends that we see both negative and positive. And, and do you want to do the last one? Yeah, I just want to say with the last, the, the second one, the sign, uh, the trends, um, that's where we use a little bit of discernment. And if you don't pay attention, you won't catch it. Yeah. You have to watch and pray. The first one is like events that no one can deny and they're meant to shake us and start watching like, oh man, the night is coming. I need to start watching and praying. And you want to know the events. I mean, you want to know all of them, but specifically if you're aware of the events ahead of time and you see it take place, it'll build your faith to know it ahead of time rather than it happen and scares you. Yeah, and that fear is going to be one of the biggest things that's gonna trap the heart of the believers. So the second one, you need a little bit of um, of, of discernment, not a little bit, we need a lot of discernment. Yeah. We need how to respond. For example, these people that are denying the faith now, we how do we respond, how do we pray? And it's not time to accuse. Oh, no, I've, I've read a lot of blogs now and there's a lot, like five. They're saying, oh, finally, God is exposing false prophets. I'm like, no, they're just brothers who are hurting. And it's that's not the end. But how do we respond? Do we respond in fear and everything? Anyways, so the third category is cosmic signs. And uh, I, I just want to read, uh, read Luke 21, 11 says, there will be fearful signs and great signs from heaven. And so all of these things, which which uh, includes uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, just this year, we had more than 400 tornadoes within a month, 
Yeah, in like <laughs> May. Just in the Midwest, insane. So all the earthquakes and all of these things, again, blood moons are blood, not blood moons. I don't even want to talk about that one, but it's very clear that earthquakes, fires, you know, droughts, floodings at the same time in the same nation happening. And it's always like the greatest in all history, the biggest. And it's that language is getting uh, more often coming out in the headlines because it's, I mean, that is not moved by global warming, you know, it, 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 it neither Satan or man. This is God trying to get the attention of the church. Actually, uh, Romans 8 says that it's the, the earth crying out for us to be manifested in the end times, yeah. to arise. It's like the earth has an antiphonal singing or song to wake us up. You know, it reminds me of Matthew 25 when there's this, you know, this messenger saying to the 10 virgins, hey, behold, the, the bridegroom is coming. I think one of the messengers that God is using is the cosmos, mm -hmm. is the earth, is For the sure. sky, is the, you know, the heavens and all of the stars to, to wake us up. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and... I'll say it's funny because I've been listening to podcasts, seeing um, like headlines in the news about global warming and, you know, we have to take care of climate change because, I mean, it kind of feels like every day that there's a new statistic out that the world is going to end in like 12 years because of global warming. I'm, I'm not really making a point here nor there about that. And I will say this, probably what I'm about to say scientifically would not make sense to people and I'm sure would be pretty made fun of. But in some ways I'm like, I really do believe in climate change and global warming, but not necessarily as a result of, you know, A, B, and C. It's it's also because what you were saying, the earth, it, it says in Isaiah that the earth is going to reel to and fro like a drunk man under yeah. the weight of sin yeah. on the earth. And so it's just an obvious uh, response to the amount of sin, to innocent blood. I mean, abortion, just crazy. I mean, you look around, you're aware of all these things that are happening. It's a response to sin. Sin produces death and it affects the earth. It affects the climate. Um, I mean, what, what's that verse? I think it's in Micah. I'm really bad at um, knowing the exact locations of things. You're so okay. usually, usually I looked at him You're and I'm okay. like, uh, help me out with the exact reference. I, I know the idea of what they say, but the verse where it talks about, um, if you humble yourself, a pray, uh, turn to the Lord basically, and he will come and heal the land. I mean, that's a very bad paraphrase, but you guys probably know what I'm talking about. First Chronicles. Yeah, First Chronicles. Seven fourteen. Yes. So part part of part of God intervening on behalf of the saints is for Him to actually come heal the land, and so there's definitely a dimension of um, our redemption, like Romans eight talks about our redemption, us receiving our resurrected bodies as believers in Jesus when he returns it's part of actually the healing of the earth and yeah. this is something that we for sure need to talk about in future 
episodes because what we see actually in the millennial kingdom in the thousand year reign of Jesus here on the earth, part of the mandate of believers goes all the way back to what God commanded Adam and Eve in Genesis, which is to have dominion over the earth. And what do we see happening in the millennial kingdom is saints bringing leaves of the tree from from the paradise of God, the tree of life, and bringing it to different parts of the earth to bring healing to the nations, to bring healing actually to the land for agriculture to thrive the way it should for, um, yeah, just, you know, the heavens and, and the earth for things to be working as they should in the absence of sin. And so that's a long point, but all that to say, Cosmic signs are things that Jesus tells us very clearly ahead of time that we would see an increase of. And a lot of it has to do with, it's just the earth's groaning, it's the earth's response to sin and also awaiting the final redemption. And so those are just three very basic categories that can uh, help you kind of get a grasp on some of the different signs that we see uh, so sign events, sign trends, and cosmic disturbances. And in future episodes, we're going to go through, we're going to break down some positive uh, events and trends. We're going to break down some of the negative ones. And then there's some just, I mean, they're kind of neutral, but just some things that the Bible yeah. does talk about um, that are good for us to be aware of. And, and again, reassure us that because this was prophesied thousands of years ago and we're seeing it unfold in our day and age, it gives us confidence that this is the generation um, in which Jesus will return. Oh man, it's true. So I hope that this gives you just a basic framework uh, to work with. We really want to, yeah, just start going more and more basic through like, say you know nothing about end times, where would you start? This is kind of where we're wanting to go in the next few episodes. And so I hope that you can uh, just walk away with even just a basic understanding of the science and we'll plan on developing them more in future episodes. So, and basic is always the best. Yes. Oh my goodness. Start with this and stay with this. Yeah. We started with this a few years ago. We still need to stay with this because there's more. So... This is for beginners and for advanced. It's the same. Yeah. We need to start and finish with these principles. God bless you guys. God bless you.